Welcome to the Daily Tip-Off, your source of daily NBA news. This is your host, Isaac Rue, and here's what you need to know for the day. I hope you all had a happy and most importantly, safe New Year's. Uh, now, this past weekend was one of the better weekends in the NBA so far, so let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to start off with Steph Curry's career 9 of 62 points in a 137-122 win over the Portland Trailblazers on Sunday. Uh, now, this was also Draymond Green's second game back. His first game was pretty over- underwhelming, but he posted a team high of eight assists in this game. It was making key defensive plays, and that's exactly what the Warriors need. Uh, they're currently ranked 27th in defensive efficiency. Uh, and you can have Steph score all these points, but if your defense is bad, you're not going to win games. That's just the truth. Uh, so his presence was definitely boost their defensive rating and hopefully help them win a few more games. Uh, they're... Second-round draft pick, James Wiseman, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 2 blocks. So he's having a pretty good start to the season. Uh, But let's get back to Steph. 31 points in the first half, finished 8 of 16 from 3. He was absolutely cooking the Blazers. No matter how many double teams they threw at Steph, how many traps, how many screens that they disrupted, pick and rolls that they disrupted, Steph was still just taking complete advantage of the defense. Uh, So career 962 points. 8 of 16 from 3. That's one of the key points. Uh, he's had not the best start for 3-pointing to the season, uh, so this was a good boost for him, and we're definitely going to see him translate that into the next few games. And in drama piece of news over the weekend, Shaq, one of the best centers in the history of the NBA, called Rudy Gobert the center for the Utah Jazz an inspiration, but not in the way you think. Uh, Gobert recently signed a five-year, $205 million extension with the Jazz, and O'Neal seems to think that Gobert didn't deserve it. Now, if Gobert, that name sounds familiar to you, it's probably because he was one of the one few players who initially contracted COVID-19 last year, which inevitably, inevitably led to the shutdown of the Thunder-Jazz matchup that day. Uh, he also carelessly touched the mics of all the reporters at a media meeting and making, started making jokes about the virus. Uh, he received flack for this, especially from his teammates, one being Donovan Mitchell, the other star of the Utah Jazz. Uh, although he did post a career year, 15 points, 15 rebounds, and is also a back-to-back defensive player of the year, uh, some people definitely criticized this move by the Jazz. Uh, so what O'Neal said in reaction to hearing about the contract is he says, I'm not going to hate but this should be an inspiration to all the little kids out there. You average 11 points in the NBA, you can get $200 million. You average 11 points in the NBA, you can get $200 million. Now his career stats are 11.7 points, 11 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks. And that's not particularly, in maybe in Shaq's eyes, worth $200 million. Now, it remains to be seen whether or not he'll produce this season. He's been putting up decent numbers, so... Regardless of whether or not he continues to do that, uh, living up to Shaq's expectation as one of the best centers in the in the history of the NBA is going to be a little difficult for him. Let's just say that. Uh, in some injury news, Spencer Dinwiddie, who suffered an ACL tear in his right knee, has had a successful surgery, and he's expected to make a full recovery. And I was said before that he got the surgery that he would be able to return before the season ended, and it's definitely looking like the Nets are going to need him. Uh, the Nets lost to the Wizards, who are now 2-5 and five on Sunday night, and they pretty much had their whole roster. Spencer Dinwiddie was the only one who was missing. Now in the last play, obviously this isn't going to happen a lot, but KD and Kyrie both missed game winners. Uh, that probably won't happen again, 
But another thing to note is Karis LeVert, their guard off the bench, who is now slid into the starting lineup, went 3 for 13 and finished with 6 points and 5 assists. That's not a good showing, but one of the reasons why the Nets were so good is because they had options. Uh, when your players like Karis LeVert or maybe Ky- Katie or Kyrie aren't making those shots, you have Spencer Dinwiddie too. Um, so it'll definitely be interesting to see how the Nets adjust to this. And now that um, the COVID protocol is much stricter, teams don't know when they're going to lose players. Uh, so they're definitely going to need Karis LeVert, for example, to step up. We're going to stay in the East, and the Philadelphia 76ers now have the best record in the NBA, unlike their football counterpart, the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, Eagles fans. <laughs> uh, they're currently ranked as the best defense in the league, while also putting out a substantial offense. The new look 76ers, that now features more shooting courtesy of Daryl Morey, has resulted in wins. Uh, Seth Curry, Danny Green, getting rid of Al Horford, are opening up space for Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to go to work, and this is obviously paying dividends. Uh, one Eastern Conference team that has definitely fallen in the rankings is the Raptors. Uh, they're currently 1-5, and five, and it's definitely evident that losing Serge Ibaka and Marcus Ole have taken huge hits to the team, not just defensively, but also offensively. Uh, moving to the West, the Suns. Yes, the Phoenix Suns are now 5-2 and two and are tied for second in the West. And it seems like um, all the pieces that Phoenix has been working on and kind of developing are now starting to fall into place. DeAndre Ayton has had a great year so far, averaging 13.7 points per game, 10.7 rebounds, 1.1 blocks. Uh, And that was one of his bigger knocks as a draft prospect is his defense. Uh, He's definitely showing more mobility laterally, but also vertically. Um, A more surprising piece is Mikhail Bridges. He averaged nine points, but more importantly, he shot 36% from three last season. That's pretty good. The league average is 35% last season. But get this, he's now averaging 14 points per game and is shooting a scorching 46.3% from three. Now that's a that's almost 10% above the league average. And while that may not be sustainable throughout the season, that's definitely a good sign for the young wing. And it's definitely going to open up the floor for Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. It's going to uh, lighten the load as well. And because of these performances from their young guys, the Suns, are already seeming like a legitimate playoff contender. They've won against solid Western Conference teams in Dallas, Utah, and Denver. Now, here are the most notable games of the past few days and the most notable games in the next few days. Obviously, Steph's career night against the Blazers is a notable game, but because we already talked about that, I'm going to be talking about the Pelicans beating the Raptors 120-116. to But you now may be asking, why? Why do I need to know about the Pelicans and the Raptors? But here's why. The Pelicans are now 4-2 with the 4th best defensive efficiency in the league, meaning they are the 4th best defense in the league. Uh, after adding Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams, and the Drew Holiday trade to the Milwaukee Bucks, they're definitely seeming like a more cohesive team. Uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are both averaging great numbers. Uh, B.I. is averaging 24 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Zion is averaging 19 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh Zion is looking better than he did last year, less stiff. Uh, he's definitely still working on the weight, which will play a big part in his injuries. But Brandon Ingram already taking another leap, more than he did last year. Um, and if the Pelicans hope to continue the success that they're having, they're going to need to rely on Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Josh Hart, Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams, and all these guys to play the best basketball that they've played. 
One of the young pieces that the Pelicans got in the Anthony Davis trade, Lonzo Ball, is now shooting more threes. Even though he shot three for eight, it's the eight that's the, that's the important part. Uh, even though he isn't shooting it particularly well, the increased frequency and the improved shooting form are promising signs for the Pelicans organization. Now, the Pelicans had a pretty disappointing season last year, especially in the NBA bubble in Orlando. Uh, but now they're looking to bounce back with more experienced young players and just better veterans. And hopefully they can make a serious push into the playoffs. Now, if you like big dunks and huge tattooed Australian Aquaman type players, aka Steven Adams, look them up if you haven't, or tall skinny dudes saucing up opponents, the Pelicans are a team to watch. Now, the most notable game in the next few days is the Jazz-Nets game. Now, this is crucial for both teams. For the Nets, as I explained before, they need to kind of get back into the groove that they had in those first two wins. And the Jazz are now 4-2. So now that this is this is a big game for them, proving that they can still win against the best of the best. Um, they, they had great wins against Western Conference and Eastern Conference teams so far. Uh, Mike Conley's playing well. Rudy Gobert's playing well. Donovan Mitchell's playing well. So if they can hope to translate the success into the postseason, this will be a good win. This has been your daily NBA news update from the Daily Tip-Off. This is Isaac Rue, and I'll see you next time.